This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. This rejoin on May oh, the fourth. Yeah. Da, da, da. There we go. No, Mark, you're killing my co-host here. She's, and and I'm sure some listeners. That's true. Shay Cornette <laughs> speaks. Shay Cornette speaks for the listeners. I'm Randy Scott. It's Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. This just Star Wars. The whole universe of it is our blind spot. Is one of our blind spots pop culturally. Uh, join the conversation. The CC call in line eight 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 say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine. 3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? We're going to get to your calls in just a moment. We have Rob Ninkovich, our ESPN NFL analyst, is with us on Canty and Carlin. Rob, that's where we're going to start. We'll get to the Lamar conversation in a moment. What is your, on May the 4th, Rob Ninkovich, what is your pop culture blind spot? How about I have never seen any Star Wars, anything. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so he's with us. I, I, don't, I, I have never seen a movie, anything Star Wars. And, you know, I, I we just went to Disney with the kids, and they have, like, the whole new Star Wars area. I Everything, the storylines, the, the places, the, the, the rides, didn't know anything about anything. Help you again. Us, yes. us either, Nink. We're we're all in this same boat together. Randy, me, and Nink have never seen anything related so to that, Star Wars. That intro that, that the intro that you guys just played, I think Spaceballs. I don't think Star Wars. I think Spaceballs intro. And if you know Spaceballs, it's it's yeah. the comedy. It may the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, I know that one. I know that one. That's it. That's, For sure. that's the one I know. That's the one I see. <laughs> I don't I don't even think Star Wars. I'm like, call me crazy. I in a Marvels I mean, another thing. i I really don't I don't know anything about any of the Marvels movies either. No, I don't know anything. Uh, I don't so, really either. I don't, I don't know much. I don't, I don't know much. Okay. Well, what you do know, Nink, is you know sports. So why don't we just all stay in our lane? That's what we're going to do. We the go. three of us, the I'm three of us will stay. Football. Yeah, the three of us will stay in football. Okay. Never underestimate uh, <laughs> the power of the Schwartz. Okay. I don't. I don't. Spaceballs. I'm assuming. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, let's talk Lamar Jackson. We heard him speak for the first time, Nink, um, since signing that monster deal, making him, you know, one of the high, the highest paid quarterback in the National Football League, essentially, a couple hours ago. And so now it feels like the conversation is over about the contract, and now the pressure is on Lamar Jackson. Do you feel like that is the case? There's a ton more pressure on him now, heading into the season, since his deal is finally signed on the dotted line. I mean, if you are a fan of the Ravens, you would expect that a long-term contract would include some Super Bowl appearance, a Super Bowl win. Um, and, and I'm sure Lamar wants and has high expectations for himself as well. But, yeah, I mean, when you have that contract, you are expected to play at a level that equals what you're making. So, of course, there's going to be pressure and there's going to be very high expectations as there should be. Uh, talk with Rob Ninkovich, former Patriots linebacker, Super Bowl champion, uh, with us on Canteen Carlin on ESPN Radio, Shea Cornette, Randy Scott, and for the guys. Uh, Rob, the story from Jason Lockenfora about draft night for the Patriots and Bill Belichick trading back, that's no surprise, right? Bill loves a good trade, loves trading back on draft night, so he goes from 14 to 17, uh, still gets Christian Gonzalez out of Oregon, but that move puts Pittsburgh, because that's who the deal was with, puts Pittsburgh one slot ahead of the Jets. The Pats felt like they didn't need an offensive tackle. They knew the Jets wanted one, and they knew the Steelers were going to take the guy that the Jets wanted to take. 
and that's the story that Lock and Four is going with. He's getting that from an, uh, from a, another like neutral party general manager in the NFL. You hear all that, and you uh, sort of reconcile it with your time in New England. How's that story sit with you? I mean, it's, it's comp- isn't everything a competition? Like on the field, off the field, free uh, agency. <laughs> I would I would assume that you're competing, and you're not just well, gonna give. Oh, the, the, you're number one competitor in the division that you have had a rivalry for for a very long time is expected to take a player in this position and if you can change that you can change it you have the power to do that when you trade back so um i i think that there's always moves being made all the time across the league that uh affects another team especially one in your division. And that Jets-Patriots rivalry is real. No matter if the Jets are down, Pats are somewhat down, that rivalry is real. And, I mean, goodness, Bill Belichick knows uh, both sides of it. Nink, we appreciate it, man. We'll let's get back to your to your plumbing repairs at, at Casa de Ninkovich, all right? Yeah. I, well, leaking showers is not fun because they usually have to remove the shower. Oh, so God. that's awesome. All right. All right. Sorry, awesome. buddy. We'll so, let's yeah, get back to it. cost me money. Thanks, man. All right. I so, need that Lamar money. <laughs> <laughs> We so all could use that Lamar money, he right? He has the same blind spot that we do. He has the same Star Wars blind Stars, they're just like us. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're just like us. No, we don't watch Star Wars, but there's a lot of people that do, and that's yeah. great. And it is great. It helps us. It helps us here at, at ESPN and the Walt Disney uh, yeah, Company, exactly. to be sure. It's Katie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. She's Shea Cornett. I'm Randy Scott. You can join the conversation, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Kevin in Florida has waited patiently. Kevin, you are on ESPN Radio. What's your pop culture blind spot? Hey, guys, big fan of you two and uh, the show as well. Um, I mean, I still haven't seen uh, Game of Thrones, but the big one for me is I'm a Navy pilot, and I have not seen the Top Gun movies. <sighs> Randy, Randy's really, like, perturbed by Kevin. This. Kevin, why not? Why not? Um, it's a culture. Um, everyone in the Navy, especially in aviation, they they quote it, and I can I can guarantee you right now, I probably have both of them memorized uh-huh. because all they do, all we do, is talk about it. We quote it and everything, and it's just like, eh, you know, I don't need to see it anymore. So it's overdone. That's the problem. They saturated it too much in his profession, and now he has no interest in seeing it. I get that. I get oh, that. They, we killed it. I mean, my gosh, that's all we talk about. What do you fly, Kevin? What do you fly, if, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, helicopters and propeller planes. Okay, okay. So awesome. the best of both worlds. No pointy nose jets, though. <laughs> all right, okay. Kevin, appreciate the, appreciate the call. Uh, I, it's near and dear to my heart. My dad was a Top Gun aviator uh, oh, in the 70s. Flew something that is now target practice or in a museum. Flew the F-8 um, Crusader and... He, uh, you know, ingrained that into my mind. So I get the whole, like, almost like you're forced to watch it thing. But this most recent one, Top Gun Maverick. So good. I watch it on every flight now. It is, it tugs at my heartstrings from an aging fighter pilot perspective. Like, watching it at 40 with an 80-year-old father is a little different. You know what I mean? Because flying really was my dad's only true love of his life, to be perfectly honest. I will say that movie, you don't even need to have that. Kind, like, that that gives you a whole different perspective and a whole different meaning. And I'm sure, like you said, it tugs on your heartstrings. Yeah. But it tugs on mine, and I don't even have that same perspective just because of 
I loved like the nostalgia of it. I loved yeah. the storylines in it. I loved the music in it. Like all of it was so great. Yeah, it was. No, it was a, it was a perfect. It's a great film. It's a great one. film. I, great I totally film. agree, and it does stand on its own. It stand on, stands on yes. its own uh, really well. Let's get to Aaron in North Carolina again. The, the the conversation is: What is your pop culture blind spot on this May the fourth? Maybe Star Wars is your blind spot, like Shay's and mine. Aaron in North Carolina, you're on ESPN Radio. What's going on, y'all? No, mine's not um, actually Star Wars. Uh, I actually am a big Star Wars fan. There we go. Um, but mine is The Sopranos. Uh, I've never seen The Sopranos. I want to watch it. haven't had a chance to watch it. Wow. I actually did just start watching The Game of Thrones, though, and that is a really good show. I do like that. I'm finally getting to start to watch that. But the May 4th thing situation, more so what it uh, it is for me is actually my birthday. So oh, May birthday. the 4th be with me on my – yeah, I love it. It's great to have you on my birthday and being a big Star Wars fan, too, is also a big plus for the day. Hey, all right. Well, happy birthday. Appreciate the call. Yeah, you're going to enjoy The Sopranos. If you like the storytelling in Game of Thrones, I know they're – on the surface, very, Shay, wildly very different. different. Yeah, but it's still about families. You know, it's still about it's sure. still about crimes. That could we say family, righteous um, antagonists. I, you know, I, I I've seen The Sopranos, but I I didn't like. I wasn't a weekly watcher of mm-hmm. The Sopranos. To it's old news now, though. Like, yeah. who cares now if you haven't seen The Sopranos? In my mind, so you think the the, the time is has come and gone? Like, like you, you with friends, with friends, it's still on. Every night. Easy okay, to find. Okay, and yeah. yes, you can sometimes see like a Sopranos on HBO. Fine. But like it's not it, the time has come and gone like that. That would yeah. have been more of a blind spot in pop culture like 10 years, five years ago. It's funny to try try to apply like our technology now to those years of the Sopranos, like the late 90s, 2000s, like how the stories could have been different, how the crimes could have been different, things right. like that. It's a little bit uh, it's a little bit different. So, again, keep the calls coming. What is your pop? culture blind spot the nba playoffs are on espn radio tune in tonight as the warriors host the lakers presented by indeed coverage begins at 8 30 p.m eastern on most espn radio stations and on sirius xm channel 80 two-pointer by lebron good lakers with their biggest lead of the night 14 points 112 to 98 there is d'angelo russell to the rim puts it up and in lakers by two the lakers get what they came for game one and sees home court against the warriors team that has not been good on the road this year we were able to get one in game one but like i said we haven't done anything i don't know shout out 710 ESPN LA for the sound there. I don't know if they haven't done anything. That was massive what they did in game one to go into the bay and come away with a win. I think Golden State, Shea, their uh, their road issues uh, certainly are well documented this season. The Lakers weren't much better away, and uh, they were able to go in there and, and, and get game one and take home court advantage. And LeBron James didn't have a, a historic night, didn't have a massive night by his own admission, didn't have a great night, 22 points, 9 to 24 from the field. But Draymond Green noticed something as he, you know, relayed to all of us on his Draymond Green Show podcast. Uh, he talked about how the Warriors are going to have to adjust to a different style of play from the King. LeBron is playing a totally different style, a totally different game than we've ever seen him play before. And it's interesting figuring it out. You're not used to seeing LeBron off the ball so much. And so I thought that was interesting and, and something that we'll have to adjust to. Uh, it's just not your typical LeBron running the show, which 
which is a bit weird. It's not only LeBron not running the show, Shay. It's LeBron not being the most impactful player on the court, at least not for game one. I'm not taking away from every other game this season, but Anthony Davis had to play 44 minutes. LeBron played 40, by the way, but Anthony Davis goes for 30 points, 23 boards. What's your confidence level in AD, LeBron, and the Lakers, by extension, able well, to you know sustain that level of play? Yeah. I, I, look, Anthony Davis, I hold my breath in every game. Like I always feel like he's one play away from an injury. He's fragile. I mean, that is just mm-hmm. what he is. However... I think the Lakers are as good as Anthony Davis can take them. He's a phenomenal player. I mean, what am I going to say? And he gives you such a presence, especially defensively. Um, but the way that he plays just makes me nervous. Uh and to me, these are two older teams, right? With now they've established so much chem- chemistry between the two of between the two of them. And I just think that Anthony Davis, the way that he plays. What am I trying to say? I can't quite articulate it to you, Randy, but the point is being that I think the Lakers can only go as far as Anthony Davis will take them. And I think the way he was swatting at everything the last, you know, last time these two teams played Mm -hmm. to me makes that makes me believe that the Lakers are going to be the better team if Anthony Davis can play at this level when all is said and done. It took a while to get there, but that's what I was trying to say the whole time. No, I believe it. Anthony Davis is Los Angeles's biggest advantage, biggest individual advantage. It is not LeBron James. It is what Anthony Davis represents both in rim protection and obviously finishing around the rim. I mean, 23 rebounds, that's something, you know, Kevon Looney has done in these playoffs, but Looney right. is nowhere near the defensive presence nor the offensive player uh, that Anthony Davis is. But to your point, I mean, the AD's game log in these playoffs is so up and down. It's an EKG. Uh, he's 30 points in game one, and then to wrap up Memphis, he's 16. And then in uh, the the game five loss to Memphis, he's 31. And then the game four win he's 12 you know what I mean it's up down up down so it stands to reason he's going to come back to earth tonight also we're in a realm now where you're playing every other night okay you there's no load management there's no you know um I, you know I'm nicked up I gotta knee this I gotta ankle that nobody f- seems to fall harder nobody seems to take longer getting up than Anthony Davis and exactly. no one seems to take their fan base and just hold him by the throat every time he grimaces and every time he grabs at something so sorry no go ahead no, no. I'm okay. Truth be told, I lost internet for a minute, so I got a little bit nervous gotcha. before. So that's why I was dancing all over the place. To me, I, I don't think I, I don't ever question Anthony Davis's talent. Like that's never been the problem. Like when we talk about what Anthony Davis can provide to any team that he's on, whether that was the Pelicans or obviously now at the Lakers, it's never been the talent question. It's like how long can he do it for? how long until we're all holding our breath and wondering if he's going to be injured. And I think while earlier we were talking about the have the Celtics figured it out with their big three. And I think that the 76ers are maybe in trouble with their big two. Like the, the, the Lakers have figured out the best recipe when these two players are so healthy. I, I mean, it wasn't very long ago, a few weeks ago, Randy, when we were talking about if the Lakers weeks is a little generous months ago, if we thought the Lakers would even find their way into the postseason, are they going to make the yeah. play and how much rest do they need in order to be successful in the postseason? Because these guys are just older. And when these two are playing at their best, and I'm talking about LeBron and Anthony Davis, like this is a team that can win the championship. But it, the only thing that worries me, the only thing is the fragility of Anthony Davis, not his talent. It's a massive thing though. It is just because of the missing five weeks with the foot and, I mean, he is someone who is prone to missing time, both in the 
in the regular season and in the postseason. Now, LeBron James is the the Batman to AD's co-Batman, I guess is a better way, right. clunky right. way to say it, but really, no, don't, don't raise your hand, Shannon. All right, give me a Star Wars comp. All right, who's Chewbacca to... To his Luke to his Han. Luke to Han. There you go. That's what we're talking about on May the 4th. And here's LeBron speaking on AD's performance and putting it in some really illustrious company. The Lakers franchise over the years, over the course of their uh, existence, has always had dominant um, big men and dominant guys that have been a force at the rim. And, um, you know, that's why why their jerseys are in the rafters. Um, And AD... Will be up there when he's done playing, and and uh, you know the number three will be up in the rafters, and uh, he continues to show uh, why um, he's one of the best players that we have in this league. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe a prisoner of the moment there. Uh, uh, yeah, I you agree know, with that. Having anyway. having your jersey up in the up in the the rafters. I don't know that he spent enough time in L.A. Right, we're on our fourth <laughs> season. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, Powell, a championship though. Powell has his jersey retired. He had a couple titles and. But he had longer, you know, he had a good run in Memphis, but he had a longer run with the Lakers. Like, that's where he, everybody knew him from. But I can't, th- I'm, I'm looking through the retired names, and it's, you know, it's Kobe and Wilt and Shaq and, you know, James yeah, Worthy. Or the greats of the greats Magic. of the greats. Like, yeah. LeBron will have his jersey in the Raptors. AD, I don't know. Um, it might be a prisoner of the moment. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But he is right about one thing. There have always been good rim play, like, good defensive big men on Lakers teams that have won championships. Absolutely. That is that is accurate. And Anthony Davis obviously falls into that category. That yeah. I agree with LeBron on. That's the Lakers side of this thing. What about Golden State? Is game two a must win or is it a can't lose for the champs? It's Shea Cornette, Randy Scott in for the guys. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors... You're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. 
Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Series X of Channel 80. I know that music as the Star Wars bar, right? I mean, that's, is that the music? I know that. Okay, see, I know enough of it. Honestly, you're watching a family guy. Watching a family guy and you pick it up. I'm going I'm to keep talking over Chewbacca. That's what I'm going to do. Shea Cornette, Randy Scott, in for the guys. How was little man's haircut? First haircut? Did you get to see yeah, it? Yeah, my little guy got a little. Is getting a haircut downstairs, which is like people are like, "What?" Yes. Um, there's someone that comes to our house to cut my husband's hair, so he's cutting my son's hair for the first time today. Yeah, he sat in my lap. He did great. I feel like I have hair in my mouth though now as I'm talking. Um, there you didn't go. cry though. Didn't cry Good. at all. Good. He just was like, like holding yeah. a comb, like looking at me. I'm like, dude, yeah. it's cool. You're just getting a little trim. Yeah, it's going to tickle. It kind of tickles his head. Yeah. That's, that's good. That's good to hear. Uh, uh, so great. no tears there. We'll see if there are. How's this for a segue? Like a mall cop. Warrior tears tonight in the Bay. Game two. Mike Cousins is on the call. He's our ESPN radio play-by-play announcer. He joins us on the CC call-in line, one eight 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 say espn uh, Mike, what is your – we've been doing this because it's May 4th. And neither Shay nor I has seen a single Star Wars movie, Soup to Nuts, all the way through. What's your pop culture blind spot, Mike? Um, definitely Star Wars, Star Trek, anything of that nature. And most movie references, actually. My favorite movies of all time, Office Space and Idiocracy, which I think are, as we get further on into our human timeline, more documentaries than they were uh, satirical <laughs> movies. <laughs> all right. All right. I knew Cousins would be good with this. Yeah. It's great. Great stuff. Um, do you want to talk a little uh, basketball here, Cuz? Let's, Let's talk about what's going on. Shall we? This is a Yeah, this is going to be really fun. I'm glad you played the Star Wars music coming in for the bar. I'm the guy sitting at the end of the bar. I've just been waiting to talk about this game. So you you opened up with the guy who just wants to talk to somebody. Here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. So all right, so game 2, I we are of the mindset here that there's no shot the Lakers can sustain the pace the minute load, the workload on LeBron and Anthony Davis for six games, seven games. Now, they keep playing like they did in game one. Maybe this thing only goes four. I'm curious whose style of basketball that you saw in game one, Mike, is most sustainable moving forward. Well, I think that the way the Lakers played can be sustainable, but it's a question of, you know, you're looking at LeBron and AD. LeBron's 38. He's in his 20th year, and uh, can he play 40 minutes? Can Anthony Davis play 44 out of 48 minutes, especially now where you get into these rounds where the, the things are more compressed on the, on the flip side of that, like Steph Curry goes, look, I feel really good about where we are. Keep in mind, like if Jordan Poole hits that shot, we're not, we're talking about the game in a totally different way because the game's tied at 115 with what, eight seconds to go. Um, so I think the challenge, the, the biggest challenge sustainability wise is, can a guy like Jared Vanderbilt, Dennis Schroeder, keep up with Steph Curry running? You know, you're talking about several miles throughout the course of a game because it's not just up and down the floor, but it's crisscrossing through screens. So I think that's the matchup again to watch in this game is how do the guards continue to pester Curry and do the Warriors uh, come back and fight back by putting the ball in his hands more so he can go off of screens and not get denied quite as often. 
Talking to my cousins right now, he's our ESPN Radio play-by-play announcer on the call tonight with Corey Alexander for Lakers and Warriors. Before we were talking to you, Mike, uh, Randy and I were talking about, about a lot about this Lakers team, and specifically Anthony Davis, and if it's sustainable to, for him to have back-to-back games like he did in Game 1. Do you think that it's sustainable for him to continue to play at the pace that he is, and how much do the Lakers need that? It would be amazing if he did. Now, keep in mind, like, he can be healthier than most guys are at this point, and just in terms of the number of games he missed and really didn't get into the rotation until later on in the season. But when you look at what he's done, historically speaking, he's the first Laker in 19 years in the playoff game to go 30 points, 20 rebounds, and only the fifth to do it all time for that franchise. So if he can do it, you know, this might be one of the best runs of of his career in the postseason. But you're also looking at, I think, on the plus side for the Lakers, the fact that where Curry needs to come up big, like he had the 50-point game in Game 7 against the Kings to get Golden State into the second round, LeBron does not need to be that because the supporting pieces have shown that they're really capable, whether it's Anthony Davis having a huge game. It's been Austin Reeves at points during the course of this year. Rui Hachimura came up really big. Keep in mind, it was a team that was in the play-in. And so um, if AD can do it, you know, that's as LeBron said, his number is going to be up in the rafters at some point there in L.A. Uh, it will be mightily impressive if he's able to keep that kind of a pace up. All right. Talking with Mike Cousins, who's going to be on the call for game two tonight on ESPN radio between the Warriors uh, and the Lakers. I'm curious from the Golden State side of things, Mike, after Jordan Poole takes that ill-advised, you know, seven or eight seconds left on the clock at the end of uh, end of regulation three that went that went missing and spawned all these Carlton Banks memes and <laughs> gifs on social media. What the mindset is around Poole, around the Warriors' views of him, confidence in him, and how we might see that play out in game two. From a larger perspective, you know, this franchise gave him a lot of money. So, yeah, they have a lot of confidence in him. And he's, he's just figuring things out in the postseason at, at 23 years old, even though it's his fourth year in the league. Look at it this way, too. So Steve Curry said, I thought it was a good shot. Steph Curry said the same. Draymond Green on his podcast said, we have no problem with the shot. He was playing really hot that game. He hit six threes in that game and only had nine total in seven games in the first series. So it's a guy that they trust to have the ball in his hands. If he were a little bit closer, if he catches the ball in rhythm, I think he's in a great place. But that's the way that this team is designed because so much of the talk was about the free throw disparity. But that's the way that these teams are structured. Golden State's going to take a lot of threes. They're not going to be in at the basket, although they might try and do that more. Steve Kerr has talked about getting into the body of Anthony Davis because Curry has taken a lot of twos this year, some runners, some scoop layups, but Davis impacted a lot of those shots. So whether it's got to be Poole taking that last shot, whether it's Wiggins, whether it's Thompson, whoever it might be, Golden State is not deterred in their confidence level based off the results of one possession in game one. Okay, so speaking of that then, Mike, let's stay with the Warriors here. Is this a must-win or can't-lose situation? Draymond talked about how they needed to adjust to the way LeBron is playing now and something they've never seen before. How do you view this for Golden State tonight? It's not great to go down 2-0. I think the the stat that I looked at from the Nuggets-Sun series is that teams that take a 2-0 lead go on to win 93% of the time, and then, of course, you'd have to take the series on the road. So, you know, there's – there's a, I think it's more of a, a need to win, obviously not a must, because they did it in the first round going down 0-2 against Sacramento, and they came back to win four games to three. But you always feel more comfortable if you don't have that 0-2 hole, especially when you have to go on the road. I think this is such a, a fun series because you've got Steph at age 35, LeBron at age 38. Who knows how long that either of these teams are going to look this way, that either of these players are going to be able to play this way. LeBron, post, the postseason leader in minutes and points, Steph Curry, the NBA all-time postseason leader in three-point field goals made. 
we have to appreciate this for what it is in the micro sense, but also in the macro sense of seeing these stars go head to head. All right, here's yeah. to another wild game two, another back and forth, high tempo, you know, con- contrasting style. Like, here's just to a great game two for you, Mike. We appreciate the time uh, on ESPN Radio. See you, cuz. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. All right, this is my Cousins. Again, you can hear him for Game 2 between the Warriors and the Lakers tonight on ESPN Radio. Coverage begins at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN Radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Okay, so he's with us on Star Wars as a pop culture blind spot, also Star Trek, and pretty much everything but Office Space and Idiocracy, which I think are both Mike Judge uh, vehicles. So maybe he's a Beavis and Butthead guy. I'm not sure. (laughs) But we're going to continue to take your calls on that. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. So Wander Franco has baseball seamhead, old heads, diehards, quote-unquote purists. Purists, there yes. it is. That's yes. my favorite. Purists. Yeah, I say quote-unquote because I think there are plenty of fans who appreciate swagger and a little bit of celebration and still you know, care about the sanctity of the game. We're going to tell you what he did and get your stance on it. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in the ESPN app. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. Epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. On this May the 4th, it's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I have a, I don't know, I guess I'll be the gunner, she'll be the pilot. It's Shea Cornette. Mm. I'm Randy Scott. I've told that's a reference from Star Wars. Jack, Greg uh, Wyshynski, our hockey but No, no. Our hockey voice tweeting that out. Neither one of us has seen a single Star Wars movie all the way through. That is our pop culture blind spot. It's why we are asking you for yours. You can join the conversation on the CC call in line, 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What is your pop culture blind spot? Let's get to Tiffany in Arkansas. She's waiting patiently. Tiffany, you're on ESPN Radio. Hi. Hey, Tiffany. Hi. Hi, so I have never seen a single episode of Friends. I've never seen a single episode of Grey's Anatomy. Wow. And mm. I've never watched Grease. And I just watched The Notebook for the first time like two months ago because my husband made me watch it. Your husband made you watch it. <laughs> Tiffany, what do you watch? What do you watch? Uh, literally, since I was, like, a teenager, I either watch, like, reality TV or uh, my TV stays on ESPN, like, all the time. <laughs> like, I actually, we appreciate that. So how how now do we get mad at Tiffany after she says that on ESPN Radio? We can't. We can't be <laughs> mad at her. Who cares that she hasn't seen Friends or Grease? I mean, to me, I feel yep. like these are things that might keep you in conversations a little longer. But at the same time, if she's just watching and listening to ESPN all the time, Randy, uh, it should be crickets. I love Cue it. Cue the crickets. I love it. Yeah, that's not a blind spot. That is nope. that is just that's good choices. Strong, that's good decision that's making. strong peripheral vision, actually. That's, that's no all that spots. is. Are you an Arkansas yes. Razorbacks fan, Tiffany? She's gone. No, we we she's caught her. Like, I bet she pig is. Suey. There you go. No. Thank you. We got to show her a little bit of love. <laughs> a little bit of love for that Greece, man. Like I was in Greece. Like I was in the play. I was Kanicki in high school, 
and I went up there. I had to learn the dances and the whole thing. Like it was, I was good at the speaking parts. The singing and dancing was a little bit of a challenge, just like a skosh. So you like, say can you give that. us a little sample? Can I was you give just going to say, he says that sample? and expects us not to ask not, for a sample. I don't oh, even on. remember. Come I didn't go. I mean, come I remember on. Go Grease Lightning. And I remember, yeah, you had to go into your Elvis range with go grease lightning, you're burning <laughs> up a quarter mile. And then you'd have to wait. Yeah, Shannon, you're laughing, man. But now it's arm movements up, down, left, right. And we had this little reinforced, like, three-by-three-foot section of this old reclaimed junker of a car that we got from the from the scrapyard. And it had to be reinforced because the, the hood was rusting out. And my, you know, 160-pound self in high school was standing on top of this thing, tight black. I'm wearing so much makeup, tight black jeans, white T-shirt tucked in. I'm ready to go. And no one said, hey, Randy, your fly's down. No one said that. No one stopped me. I just went out there and danced with my fly down. And that was uh, that was opening night. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. So Greece hits Randy a little different. A okay? little bit. He's got a little PTSD from, from Greece. I remember beauty school dropout. Yeah. I remember that one. Beauty I remember that one. dropout. Come on yes. now. All right, so... That's that one was that one was so. Something fun. tells me, Wender Franco is not listening to this pregame. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Definitely not. So he, this dude, is a catalyst for the best team in baseball so far on the regular season. Right, the Rays have the best record in the American League. They are in the fir- you know first, obviously in the AL East. And Wander Franco is feeling himself in the field. So we've seen bat flips, we've seen pimping home runs, we've seen Euro steps at third base. But I had never seen what he did yesterday, which is field a hot shot ground ball at short. He sized up the runner of the Pittsburgh Pirates, flipped the ball to himself. So, like, he fields it, tosses it up with his throwing hand, catches it, and then goes to throw. And poor Shea has seen me, like, demonstrate this on the Zoom. But, like, like, like basically, I, I, the best way to put it, he, he, he pimped an infield, you know, like, put out. He, he, he pimped a 6-3. And it's got baseball, quote-unquote, purists, you know, old heads, unwritten rule brigade is out in full force. How does this sit with you, Shay? It's so stupid. First of all, <laughs> unwritten rules are unwritten for a reason, okay? Like, mm. first of all, when I, I – so I hadn't seen this. You told me about it, Randy, so I went and watched it before we came on the air. Yes. Here's what I don't understand, though. This is what I don't – about the other – like, I, I, for me, I'm here for all the swag. Baseball needs all the drama. I don't care how it comes, where it comes, or who it comes from. It doesn't matter to me. They need this. The sport does. Let's stay relevant, okay? Like, we're shortening the games. We're fixing – like, so people have better attention spans during this. Like, let's add a little swag because let's be quite frank. These baseball players are getting paid a ton of money to not be major superstars. And this is how you become a superstar when we're talking about plays like this that are exciting and you actually get your job done it's not like he made a fool of himself it's not like he flipped this ball up and missed the out like they he still got the out so here's what i'm here's what i'm wondering the bat flip i don't care i don't want to talk about that anymore i love bat flips and they should be legal and they're great the 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 flip the flip up who is who that's what i'm gonna call it the flip up yeah who is that disrespecting who? The runner. The, the runner. Why? Because you're showing I can I can do these extra things before throwing directly to the base because because e- either, what you because why? you're too you're too slow. My arm's you're too, too strong. Slow. Combination of the two. So I'm, my arm's I'm, too strong is I'm not just the runner. I'm devil's the, advocating. My arm's too strong. The devil doesn't need an advocate. <laughs> my arm's too strong is a compliment to yourself. Uh-huh. But like you're, who cares? Like my point is like that's the disres- We're worrying about the runner. I kind of understand the pitcher thing i kind of get that but like with the runner yeah you you hit a bad ball and he did something showboaty in the field that yeah. pleased the audience who cares like I, 
How is that disrespect? Did the runner even – he didn't look at the runner in a side way. He didn't gesture anything. He didn't even make a cocky remark. Nothing. And nothing so, disrespectful at uh, all. It, well, okay. All right. You're putting me in the position to try to – uh, explain the other side, not not align myself with it, but explain the other side. So if you are that runner, you are now on social media as the guy that Wander Franco took like an extra, you know, uh, like I don't want to say like a cartwheel. It's it's the equivalent to like that's not you know what I mean. Like it's taking extra time, unnecessary time to throw you out because he knew he's got it like that, and you don't as a speed threat, right? You're that you live on in infamy now as kind of getting crossed up. You know, kind of getting whatever it is in the end. I'm trying to think of an equivalent Who for other cares? sports. Okay, I'm telling you what other. No, 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 I understand. Other, I'm saying know, I'm voicing my frustration, and you just happen to be the only other person I got with you. a microphone. My- <laughs> so I, <laughs> what I'm telling you is it's so stupid to be hung up on that. Like, that my- is so dumb. Had he even, and yet still, I'd probably still defend Wanda Frank- Franco. Right. But I, like, had he gestured or mouthed something mm-hmm. or even, like, <laughs> laughed, fine. <laughs> None of which happened. Yes. He legitimately just did something slightly showboaty to me that was very entertaining and mm-hmm. awesome. My, and the yeah. end. I'm here for all of it. Like me I too. want, I want Franco to be able to do it, and then I want pitchers to be able to throw behind him and be like, knock that you know what off. Like I want pitchers to be able to police it. Don't go hitting anybody. Throw a warning pitch now and again, and pitchers should be able to have fun too. Like I'm here for all of it. I want the bad blood. I want there to be you know ill will. I want there to be uh, does you know dugout uh, warnings. I want there to be benches clearing. Like I want drama. You know I want all of it. So yeah, talk your talk. You know show your 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 swag, all of it, but understand that there could also be consequences to it. I love that for baseball. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.